0: What a what a what a beautiful hat. I'll wear that shit. Thank they you. There we get. go.
1: There we go. Look at that. It's such a strong piece of wood. <laughs> it's a very natural looking baseball bat.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast, episode 44, the Video Games Book Club and Select Button guide End podcast. Uh, every month we play a game either voted on by our listeners or handpicked by one of our intrepid explorers. Uh, this time we're playing a Twitter vote, uh, Super Bases Loaded, a game that is about baseball. We'll be discussing it using the four standardized metrics for scoring a video game, which are, of course, Vanity, gun investigation, and revelation. I am your super professional host, Fassel Kania, and today I am joined
1: by... I'm Bachelor. I'm here, I'm first. I'm on first, we got it out of the way, it's over.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm Tigress, and I'm not on any particular base. I am instead sitting in the stands. I'm enjoying some variety of piss beer and a chili dog. Neither of those things I enjoy. But I I am today, because much like how I don't really enjoy playing baseball games, I want to get into the spirit, you know? That's what I'm doing. I'm living. I'm living large.
0: Hi, it's me, Ramona. I got kicked off the team because I wouldn't trim those sideburns. <laughs>
4: Summoned by the Salaryman pentagram, I have returned. It's your old pal, Sakarina.
2: And I'm so excited you're back for this, the most Salaryman of games we could be playing. Uh, so... Super Bases Loaded, or Super Professional Baseball in Japan, is the fifth in the Bases Loaded series. The first on the Super Nintendo, or Super Famicom. um, Started on the NES, or Famicom. Uh, It's developed by Tosei and published by Jellico. Uh, It's a a baseball game? I mean, we played a bunch of baseball games, and they're pretty much all the same. But the distinguishing things about this one are, there's no major league players or teams. Uh, The view is from behind the pitcher, rather than the batter, so if you can imagine that. And then when fielding, Everything's from that same perspective, so it's all backwards and shit, uh, which is really confusing. You can't move diagonally when fielding sometimes, I don't understand. Uh, and it's sponsored by Ryan Sandberg, the world's most second baseman. Um, I asked everyone to play an hour, but how long did you play and I guess how far did you get is a question I normally ask, but not necessarily relevant in this case.
1: It's a good question I can't answer. Guess what? I played about a dozen baseball games over the last week and i watched a lot of baseball and i thought a lot about baseball i played a game a single game no wait i played nine innings of super bases loaded and i played two innings of super bases loaded three i also watched a computer game i spent about let's just say let's say i spent 20 hours on baseball this week (laughs) and that means i want a hefty cut of our sizable patreon earnings this month
2: Mm-hmm. It's coming right up.
3: <laughs> um, I played, of this game in specific, I think I played maybe, if I'm, maybe 15 minutes, if I'm Japanese. <laughs> <first. laughs> and specifically the Japanese version, because for some reason I couldn't find the American version on my ROM set. Um, then I did later. Who knows what's up with that? Uh, but, but yeah, um, I played 15 minutes of that, but I did play like 10 to 15 minutes of like six other baseball games. So I have essentially played it for the required hour. If it is baseball games in general, that may or may not even be on the Super Nintendo.
0: And I made it to third base. If you know what oh. I mean?
1: <laughs> Hachi Uh,
4: I played... One game of the U.S. version, one game of the Japanese version, and then watch the CPU play a full game, which ate up like half an hour. So it took about an hour combined. Nice.
2: Yeah, I played uh, Yeah, I played about an hour. Bachelor didn't mention that we played the full nine innings together. We played it online using Fightcade, which is uh, great, except it runs at about 70% speed. Um, good for batting and then so yeah about an hour of that uh, played a bit of super paces loaded three fight uh, cage with bachelor uh and played a couple of random baseball games i watched two baseball games one of them was from this month uh or last month, I guess. It was like July 31st. And then one of them was from 1989, but it was all cut up into pieces and it fucking made me so infuriated because whoever put it on YouTube decided to leave all the commercials from ESPN Classics. So I'm like, why am I watching these 2007-ass commercials in this game from 1989 where the Blue Jays are beating the shit out of the Red Sox in the 12th inning? Anyway, uh, <laughs> so that's what I did. Uh, and yeah, this is honestly... This might be as far as just hours put into the game that we're supposed to play, as well as peripheral things. Maybe the most prepared we've ever been, other than Earthbound. I uh,
3: I, I would like to, to speak up for myself and say you do not want to know how many hours I spent on the Tamagotchi episode.
2: <laughs> that's true. You you really sh- shined on that episode. <laughs> um, cool. All right. So that's, that's what we did. So our first topic, as always, is vanity So vanity is the part where we talk about how a game looks, how it sounds, how it makes us feel when it touches our eyeballs gently or when it smashes a ball directly into the side of our face. Um, And that's what we're talking about. Vanity for this game is that I turned off the music because I like the baseball sounds, and also, because the seventy percent speed was making everything super crunchy, and it was very irritating. Uh, but you know, the crack of the bat—that's what I was here for, and I enjoyed it. But I'm curious what other this... people thought.
3: Think about this. Okay.
2: I'm like going to have to pull up a video because now I've seen so many baseball games, yeah, I don't I fucking remember actually, what it looks like. <laughs>
3: I'm having literally the same problem. <laughs> Because I think out of all of the baseball games i played, it was one of the least memorable looking ones.
4: That's actually funny, because I think this is probably one of my favorite Super Nintendo games in terms of visuals, just because of how simple they are and how the green of the grass seems like the right color of green. I watched one of those, um, SNES drunk does a bunch of videos on YouTube where they take a bunch of games in the same genre and go through each one. And there's one with every super Nintendo baseball game. Uh, and I watched one of those and most of the super Nintendo baseball games look like complete dog shit. Uh, and, Super is Loaded, I don't know. There's a certain charm that comes from, like, being an early vanilla Super Nintendo game where they weren't relying on, like, extra chips or whatever to make the graphics extra spicy. Uh It's just, like, plain old... uh And I think, like, uh I believe Super is Loaded was a launch game for Super Nintendo in North America. So it really has, like, that early Super Nintendo feel that... There's something really nostalgic and good about it that I feel like other baseball games don't really have. Um, if I h- did have to choose um, my favorite baseball game visually, it would probably be the one we played in the Salaryman Corner a long time ago uh, with a bunch of Coca-Cola mascots. That game was awesome. Oh, yeah. It's that the best dope. baseball game ever. That um, game bro. Yeah, it was so good. Um, but this is probably my second place pick on Super Nintendo for baseball visuals.
2: I yeah like of all the games I played, like I actually see this is hard because I haven't played any baseball games except fucking Virtual League Baseball and the Virtual boy um yeah, but, uh,
3: in the contest of those two,
2: oh, this wins outright <laughs> um <laughs> so th- it's it's hard because this is the first game I played baseball in a long, long time, if ever. Um, and then, so I'm comparing everything else to it, and it also is my favorite of how they look. It's, it, it feels like baseball. It feels earthy. It feels a little quieter than the rest of them. It has very little mode seven shit. The animations just sort of happen. They're not like over animated. They're not under animated. You know, it feels good. And this is not quite a launch game, but it was released a month after. The Super Nintendo launched in September. It launched in September of 1991. Um, so, yeah, it was real fucking early. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, um, when I started playing this game, I'm like, this looks like shit. But um, then I went and I played about a, two dozen other baseball games from the 16-bit and um, era and from uh, the NES. And holy cow, this looks better than almost every game that came after it because everything that comes after it, it all looks kind of like someone's like um impersonating a bad PC game. They get more realistic and they lose all their character. Like uh we played Super Bases Loaded 3 and it's a uh-huh. notable decline in quality. Like the picture looks like they have these club hands with like weird tribal <laughs> tattoos. They don't look human. They they look they look not they, they just look a slightly off. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like I was thinking like, having, like Power Baseball 2020 or whatever the heck it's called, um, it was it was it was really weird looking, and like all these other games, like I thought maybe the Genesis would have more color. Doesn't. I loaded up Ken Griffey Baseball for um Super Nintendo. Which one? The first one. And that first one, everyone looks like they're from some like issue of Weirdo or some shit. Like you know, like everyone's got these giant broad shoulders and these big fat asses and these (laughs) stick legs. It is like some weird underground cartooning baseball. It's hideous. These people look like people. The mode 7 sucks, but I mean, like, and, and the teams aren't that notable and doesn't have that much character, but it's got nice colors.
3: I'm curious how your take on the look of Super Bases Loaded 3 would be if you'd played Super Bases Loaded 2. <laughs> because, let me tell you, uh, that is the that is the um, nadir of this particular Super Nintendo franchise from the ones I played. <laughs> it's got oh God.
2: Is that the one we played? No, Wait, we... <laughs> You no. played three.
3: You played three. It's way three is way better than two because two has okay. <laughs> it has it does the thing that this one does, which this is noteworthy in the scheme of things for baseball games. Uh, the view is behind the pitcher rather than behind the batter, which is how literally, which is the opposite of literally every other game. What that that I played for this project because yeah played a bunch of different baseball games and um in this one it keeps like the 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 like orientation of the bases how it would be from that point of view mm-hmm. and in uh, all of the other games uh and, and in the next game it keeps the little base indicator how it is in every other game. That is to say behind the batter, but you're still but the camera of the game is still behind the pitcher. So you kind of need to mentally do this calculation in your head whenever you're playing the pitching side of the game.
2: Yeah, there's a weird, so, okay. Yeah. It's basically the TV angle when you're playing super bases loaded, which is not, normal for games, but it definitely has a more cinematic quality to it, so to speak, um, which I very much appreciate. It feels like watching a game on TV a lot more. Um, but yeah, then in Super Bases Loaded 3, the one I played, um, it flips it when you're fielding, which is so infuriating because it's just like, pick one. Pick one.
3: <laughs> and, and and here's the thing. I, I actually kind of like the Nightmare uh, cartoon look of Ken Griffey Jr. And I especially like uh the absolute rare rareware literally made by rare xscg mode 7 nightmare that is kevin griffey junior's winning run <laughs> <laughs> which is this which, which is, where everything is this fake 3d and um the soundtrack sounds like you're in a level of Donkey Kong Country where, like, a crocodile's going to eat your face on an iceberg or something.
2: But it's also drum and bass. But I'm it's also drum and bass. Out.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it Give is. Give it.
2: <laughs> play some of that music, maybe. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I'll play. I'll play that here because it's because I actually kind of liked it. The music. Yeah, it's pretty dope. The music was good. Strangely, not Ray Wise. Not Ray Wise. David Wise. Ray Wise is someone else. Ray Wise um, is
2: Satan and or. <laughs> Or Palma's father. Uh. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, aesthetically, I, I sort of get that, the whole, it's simple. It definitely has that look of early Super Nintendo games, where it's somebody who's still making, like, NES graphics, but it's like, oh, we can make these four times larger with four times as many colors.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So this game, I think what we're kind of deciding is that it's a little more primitive than the other games, but they, it kind of sticks with a little more of a grounded... Is that a pun? A grounded <laughs> version of oh. baseball. <laughs>
5: um,
2: and that others tend to lean into various things. They're either more cartoonish, they're more, like, garish, they're more uh, <laughs> 3D pre-rendered bullshit. Um, <laughs> so, it's... It, I, I kind of think this is interesting as sort of the platonic ideal of the Super Nintendo baseball game in terms of aesthetic, and then everything else sort of diverges from that uh in in its various ways, whether or not you like it, which I personally don't. I liked how grounded this was, so what's what's the music sound like though because I didn't hear any of it. <laughs> I don't remember
3: it sounds like the music to a baseball game, and I feel incredibly mm. bad for saying that's what it sounds like <laughs> like I feel like I should have an insight, but it's it sounds like got it. It sounds like music to a baseball game. Have you have you heard a base? If you've played a baseball game, you know what the music to this sounds like. It's pretty yeah. good. That's what I remember. Like when I was listening to it, I was like, "This is gonna suck." And I, like listened to it in isolation, and was like, "I can't remember any of it," but it was very pleasant.
2: So, I, okay, this is what I think is always charming about sports games is when they are uh, fucking quiet. Like, I had... The only sports game I had as a kid was Madden 64. And the best thing to do in that game was turn off the announcers to make it snow. And then you just got, like, basically football sounds smacking together. <laughs> and that was great. It was like being at the game minus the announcer, which is always less of a presence in, in the, the, the physical game anyway. So and I feel like this game... It prompts you to turn the music off before you even start playing. So it's like, do you want the music on or off? And of course we chose off. And I think that's that's admirable, you know, for the love of the love of the sport, the crack of the bat, the 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 flap of the mitt going hitting the hitting the ball, you know, baseball sounds.
3: One thing I, I do find charming in these games is the ones that would like have a little voice clip for somebody like You know, for, like, little people in the stands yelling, like, do you want popcorn? You know, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, the Rare game does that.
3: Yeah, I think that's really fun when a game does that. This game doesn't do that.
2: (laughs) No, this game just has crowd noise. The crowd
3: appears to be some kind of pixelated blob nightmare, which works in the context of this game because you don't see it much. But it, it looks like somebody, like an NES glitch world has has eaten the fans and they're they're watching this very mundane looking sports game
4: so i spent most of the time playing the japanese version and i think that the stadium's kind of interesting in the japanese version versus the u.s version uh, there are a bunch of fake ads for various oh. japanese companies in the stadium
3: those are those are also in the super in the american version i thought
4: They're not as good in the American version, or at least I didn't notice them as much in the American version. Um, I feel like I saw a couple in the American version, but there are more in the Japanese version. Um, So at the back of the stadium, uh, I don't actually know anything about baseball. So I don't know if it's the back or the front or whatever, where where the scoreboard is. Um, There were banners for Minolta cameras, except it was misspelled as Minowa. Uh, Mm -hmm. There there was an ad for ANA, which is Japanese airline, uh, except it was AVA. And I think it was actually based on a real ad because I think I've seen that before. Um, there was a Seiko ad. Seiko is a bunch of luxury watches, uh, except they were written as Seiko. This is the weird part, though. Um, there's a clock right next to the Seiko ad. And under the clock, it says Seiko instead of Seiko. So they didn't actually change that one. But if you play the US version, the Seiko ad is still there. It just says watch instead of Psycho. And under the clock, it says Seiko, which is, uh, no, it's a Psycho. Sorry. It's confusing because it's almost the same thing. Uh, the Japanese version has Laserdisc ads for God knows what reason. It literally <laughs> just says Laserdisc. Uh, oh, yeah.
3: That's, that's in this, in the, I think that's in the American version too. I remember seeing a Laserdisc ad.
4: I saw it in uh Jeremy Parish video of the game, but I never saw it in game myself. And there's an NEC ad, which is kind of weird. Um, so, so that wow. was really odd. And then uh, the green walls that are around the state of uh, the stage, listen to me, I'm an expert in baseball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, around the stadium, uh, they all have company names on them as if they were sponsored the stadium. And, uh, there are basically spoofs on Fujitsu, Toyota, uh, the Konica and Fuji film brands, Japan Airlines, Suntory. There are a bunch of others that I didn't have the time to note down, but they're all basically the actual name of the company plus or minus a uh, stroke in the kanji or somewhere, uh, which is really entertaining. Um, so I just really like fake advertising in video games when, especially when they try to knock off actual real ads. And this has good content for that.
1: Damn. It's like the mad magazine of baseball games. <laughs> I,
3: thought that w- I thought that was Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest.
1: No, that's weirdo or maybe an early issue of raw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's more underground. is what I'm saying.
3: More art Spiegelman yeah art spiegelman (laughs) art spiegelman's ken art spiegelman presents ken griffey jr's major league baseball
1: yeah i'm sure there's some you know uk uh small press anthology that just lots of the people at software creations or whoever made that first ken griffey game worked at and it was kind of like the tops um of the uh united kingdom
4: I also have a note about the team logos and I was de- debating whether I was going to put it in vanity or in uh, investigation, oh. but I guess I'll do it now.
2: And we all have to pick our favorite team name, but please tell me about the team logos. Cause I had forgotten about that. I'll post the team names
4: into the chat as you are doing this. Well, I'm speaking about the Japanese version specifically here. Um, so the team logos in the Japanese version are mostly identical to the 1991 uh, Nippon Pro Baseball League logos, with the exception of the Yokohama Bay Stars. Um, and this can be confusing because there's no actual NPB license uh, for the game, despite being called super pro- professional baseball uh in Japan. But basically what they did is they took, uh, either the team logo or the cap insignia, whichever one fit best in us, like 16 by 16 sprite or whatever. Uh, and they just used those, but they didn't want it to be too blatant. So, um, Baystars doesn't actually have a good cap insignia, or at least they didn't back in the nineties. So they took like the first two letters of the Baystars logo, uh, in the Baystars font that would normally say BA. And they change the A to a U, so it's just the Yokohama Boo in the in the <laughs> Japanese version, which is great because I'm a, uh, the only team I care about is the Bay Stars because I go to Yokohama a lot. Um, so yeah, that, I found that quite entertaining. They use the same fonts for the uh, teams in the American version, but they change the letters on them, so they are not the same teams on both
3: sides. Well, they have the same uniforms too, though. That's what's, yeah. what's interesting that they're fa- that they are, uh, bootleg versions of japanese teams which they are still using for bootleg versions of american teams
4: the uniform colors do not match the npb uh uniforms which is probably how they got away with it i guess but it's like it's really fucking suspicious that like the logo of the hiroshima carp is exactly the same as it is on their caps and it's like how did nobody notice it's
3: a it's a do, <laughs> it's just a it's just a dojin okay it's a dojin
2: i i think that's great i love that sort of like you know change one letter and get away with it for some reason because i don't even know why
3: if there's one thing this pod that that shocks me about this is it's uh shocks me about this is that this podcast has always been upstanding holders of copyright law
2: (laughs) that's true we hate bootlegs here we love having the games in our hands. We like to smell them and lick them. Um, my favorite team in the U S <laughs> version or the, yeah, the North American version of this has got to be the Atlanta amoebas because I can't think of a less intimidating animal, animal to name yourself after. I think it's I, wonderful.
3: I disagree because it, there's, uh, there's these brain eating amoebas that like, you probably won't get, but if you do, you're dead and there's literally no treatment for it. But most
2: amoebas don't
3: eat your brain. Well, I mean,
2: all I'm going to say is most amoebas don't eat your brain, but every merc <laughs> will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> the New York mercs will fucking murder you. Everybody tell me your favorite professional teams from Super
1: Bases Loaded, please.
3: I really like the Washington Weasels, not going to lie.
1: they must have had a hard time the washington weasels because they relocate to atlanta in super professional baseball (laughs) i mean we had a little moment earlier when i pasted the lineup of the roster from super bases loaded Two, and there there is a character that looks like some sort of um mutated humanoid peanut and uh it turns out that's a weasel that's one of the atlanta weasels
3: (laughs) It appears but. that the amoebas relocated to San Francisco as well in this sequel. a lot of, actually, a lot of things changed, changed up. A lot of uh, tumult in, in the world of, of this baseball series from the look of things.
2: Shit, the amoebas moved to San Francisco in two.
3: Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seattle still appears to be the storms though. But the stars moved to Cleveland.
4: I don't know. Amoebas is really great, and it's a great tactic to make everybody underestimate you, and then you eat their brains.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> getting like that. at. Like it—it it, it seems that that seems like the scariest to me because they're not scary until till you're dead.
2: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. They have more than one cell. I think that's good. Do you you know can I mean? just
3: pay them. You can just pay the Mercs more, and they'll they'll work for you instead.
1: Oh, that's true. Cyclops is the best team by far.
3: The Boston Cyclops. No, Chicago Cyclops.
1: Yeah, and they have, they have a really great uh, logo in two. In one, they don't have the best
0: logo.
3: They appear to be Los Angeles Cyclops. But... <laughs> uh,
5: well, I
0: like the Seattle storm because the tornado is very cute, you know, before it demolishes a bunch of people's homes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, tornadoes are very, very cute uh, as long as they don't touch you. And then, you know, finger of God. I watched Twister recently. Not a good movie, it turns out. Um, all right. Okay. Other vanity notes. Hit me. Boom, bang. I think we good. Because I think we have a lot to say in investigation, honestly. So I want to talk about them guns that they use to swing them bats. Uh, in our next segment. Yeah. Which which is, of course, investigate. No, it's Gun.
6: It's the
3: radar gun they used to record um, the velocities of the balls. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's them guns they used to hit them balls with them bats. Um, I don't know why I'm talking like that. That's not a reference to fucking anything. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so gun It's where we talk about mechanics where we talk about how the game feels to play It's where we talk about the the bullets A.K.A. balls that come flying out of the gun A.K.A. the bat, you know, stuff like that I, I think this is where baseball games tend to differentiate themselves the most, even as somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience with them, it was sometimes immediately obvious upon picking up a new baseball game whether or not it had the good gun or the bad gun this game in particular uh, was is, is very esoteric in terms of its controls, <laughs> specifically for pitching. Um, but I ended up liking batting in it the most. Um, it feels like it has a really good rhythm. I felt like I could consistently time it, which is nice. It was maybe a little on the easy side, but I wasn't hitting all the time. You know, stuff like that. Um, so, But how did other people feel about... A gun in this game.
1: I was really down on it. I didn't like it. I thought it played like shit. And I played other 16 bit baseball games and I gained an appreciation. Yep. Because I, um, but then I played a bunch of NES, um, baseball games and realized those were all much better. They all have a much better feel. You have two buttons. Like in this game, it was hard to figure out even how to feel. Like it kind of has, um, and maybe I'm incredibly wrong on this. I don't think so. But like in 8-bit baseball games, you tended you know, where you move the D-pad, like your whole, um, all your fielders would move there. Like they would go, if you hit up, you would go into the outfield. And as the ball approached them, you know, whichever ball, the, the, the whichever fielder the ball was approaching, you'd gain control of that fielder, really. And then you could just you know finesse that one fielder. In this one, you kind of have to manually do it. Like you kind of have to man. You have to hit. I think A to switch to a certain fielder to catch a ball, which is something I've never seen in a baseball game before. It's kind of like how NHL worked, how you would switch players or like Madden. Maybe it's very weird, not like baseball in any way I've ever seen. Also, the way it um the way the camera is where how it's you know, inverted from every other baseball game I've ever played. And I even went back to the first bases load and went to see if that was like a thing in there and it's not. Like, cause I, I guess.
3: I thought that changed with bases loaded. I thought it was notable the first bases loaded did have the traditional game view. Oh, that's it. I, I, that was just my recollection.
1: Yeah. It has, it has like the, the, the more television style, like, um, behind the pitcher view, which is, uh, I can't think of any other game off the top of my head. From this era that did that, most of them are you know behind the plate. But I also can't think of any other game that did the weird thing where like the camera always stayed behind the pitcher. Where it was always like, you know, coming from the uh, the camera was always set in the outfield, and it's really disorienting and really bad. And it's something that wasn't in the earlier bases loaded. And I don't think it's in. Base Loaded Two. I know we're going all over the place talking about different games. I'm sorry. There's it's, not much to talk you about can only this talk, one.
3: You can only talk about you can only talk about baseball games in relation to other baseball games.
2: Yeah,
0: folks. it's folks. It's it's baseball from uh, the early '90s. There's not really much to talk about.
2: I do. I want to center in on this camera thing because I think it's very, very interesting how bases loaded has evolved. So I'm watching let's plays of the various bases loaded games, and all of them. Well, so far I've just seen one and two. So one was behind the pitcher, and then as soon as they hit the ball, your field when you're fielding, it's the traditional view from home plate is on the south, and second base is at the north. You, You or yes, second base. Um, makes sense. Base is loaded two. Now it's fucked up. <laughs> Camera behind the pitcher when you're pitching or hit, or batting. Uh but as soon as you go to fielding, now the uh the bases are a square. So that it's been rotated forty-five degrees. I think that's how that works. So now home is lower right third is lower left, second is upper left, and first is upper right. So they've rotated the camera as if they're slowly moving their way to the super basis loaded viewpoint where where home is basically, or uh, yeah, home is north. So that's weird. And I can't imagine a more disorienting view than home plate is the lower right corner of a square. That's fucking weird.
4: (laughs) I have some big brain music gamer analysis shit to do because like batting in baseball games is more or less a music game to some extent. Uh, and since I have a lot of background in music games as being a better than average player, I'm like kind of always analyzing it through that lens while I'm playing them. And, uh, The behind the picture camera is like atrocious for being able to do anything because effectively it means that the ball is only scrolling across maybe a third to a quarter of the height of the screen, which means you have a very limited amount of plate place on the screen that you have to actually pay attention to. And I was always trying to figure out like where do I need to look on the screen to have a reference point where i know like if it is vaguely at this point i need to press the button so that i can bat correctly and i don't know it was really hard to do in this game because the actual distance that the ball scrolls over is so small and the other thing that kind of fucked me up about the the behind the pitch review is like if you have any sense of depth perception like it's thrown off completely by the fact that the ball doesn't change size at all it stays the same size the entire time and I don't know. I found that really disorienting. The other thing that's sort of music game related vaguely that I noticed about this game is we haven't really talked about the goal of this game. Right. Which is, can you play the perfect game? Uh, Like music games, there's a lot of like people going for the full combo or for 100% runs if you're particularly masochistic. Uh, and I think it's easier in music games and like big quotes, because while there might be 2000 inputs in two minutes, which is unreasonable, uh fundamentally, it is not a thinking man's game. It is a no variables game and it, perfect inputs for two minutes is incredibly rare unless you're a thousand notes, maybe, Um whereas in. This game, there are significantly fewer inputs than in your average music game song that there would be, but there's significantly more variables on the field to actually take account of, and you're playing a game that is probably going to take 30 minutes to complete, which is insane. Your iteration rate is going to be much lower than if you're playing a music game song for two minutes. Uh, so I don't think it's a good goal for this game to actually be aiming for a perfect game because you're going to fail a lot a lot a lot and they could have contextualized the entire game around a more realistic goal
2: so this is a great great i had completely forgotten about this so the game faq's guide talks about the perfect game and there is a specific thing that happens <laughs> that uh gives you the perfect game or not so it doesn't mean that you have to hit the ball every time or let a ball slide every time, right? Um, You start at a perfect game and everything that you do that is a, quote, what do they call it? Bonehead?
4: I love it. Bonehead plays.
3: Bonehead (laughs) play.
4: Can I read this intro?
1: Yes, please read the intro.
3: (laughs) We need to fill this cast with something.
1: It says, (laughs) play the perfect game. Get a perfect rating. It's not enough just to beat the other team. Your play is rated in 13 categories. Every time you make an error, strike out, or make one of several other bonehead plays, points will be du- deducted from your overall rating. Your ultimate goal is to beat a level 5 team and receive a perfect rating of 100. Can you play the perfect game?
3: Uh, see, see, all I can think of now is the joker cackling about, I will force Batman into a, boneheaded, a bonehead play. Ha <laughs> ha! So, the,
2: some of the questions, so some of these are kind of boneheaded though. It's like no throw on steal, right? Like so you let somebody steal a base. Like oopsie. You know, that's that's a pretty big error. Um tired pitcher in game, that's a little, you know, oops I threw a pitch when I was tired. Uh throws to unmanned base. <laughs> these are these are pretty funny. So each of those would make you lose 3 points. But you can gain points back by getting quote unquote a great play or a bonus. I don't know what the fuck that means. And that's the problem. I don't know what an error is. What is an error? That's one of the categories. Error. Like, how do you quantify an error?
1: Okay. <laughs> Remember when we played and um, I had my pitcher on first base and he had the ball and you were running to first base. And for some reason, I threw the ball to the dugout.
5: Oh, yeah.
1: And you arrived safely on the base that was an error and that was also <laughs> something i have never seen before in a baseball game and now i'm wondering if that was intentional cuz we had lots of weird stuff happen in our yeah. games stuff i've never seen in any other baseball game it,
3: wikipedia se- seems to imply this is an actual baseball term like as in baseball
1: oh oh an error yeah oh yeah an error is yeah it's, it's up to the discretion of like i don't know the umpire it's supposed to be like something that you should have always done like you if you make and it has no real it doesn't have any effect on the score of the game. Like maybe a run was scored because of it. But if you make an error and uh, um, a run isn't, isn't scored, it doesn't matter. It's just like, it's just there. Maybe it's, you know, maybe you don't qualify for a, a golden glove that year or something, but it hasn't, it's just, you know, like if you f- drop up, pop up, that was just right there. It's like, or it went between your legs, like uh, Bill Buckner. I think that counts as an error. Who wants to talk about the Miracle Mets or the 86 Mets? Were they the Miracle Mets too?
3: I think that's Investigation.
2: <laughs> yeah, investigation is just going to be talking about baseball, which I'm here for. I'm like, I, I, I guess I, I should have laid this out at the beginning, but I trusted everyone not to do the like, oh, sports ball oh, boo, boo, thing that is so tiresome. So and, and successfully we, we have avoided that entirely. And I'm very happy about that. So we'll be talking about baseball <laughs> investigation. Yeah. So I guess an error. That's the thing that throws me off is that how does a video game make a judgment call? Because it's an error is an act. In the judgment of the official scorer of a fielder misplaying a ball in a manner that allows a batter or base runner to advance one or more bases or allows a plate appearance to continue after the batter should have been put
3: out. See, see I'm going to answer that question for you. You see, you know how there were Mahjong games with advanced uh, AI chips uh, installed in them on, Super, uh, on some Super Famicom games? Not Mahjong. It was uh, Shogi. Some yes. Shogi games with advanced chips. This one also has that. You see, this uh, this was one of the earliest examples of an artificial intelligence, and I I'm just bullshitting here.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, this is just a baseball game. So yeah, one the of goal the
3: first neural nets was establishing uh, holy players. shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's wild to think that you would have to play a perfect game to beat this game it feels like okay well we had we got to we've gotta have a goal but we don't want to make a whole fucking series or whatever so very weird <laughs> um i want to talk about pitching because there are one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen pitches you can do and they all involve pressing a direction on your d-pad hitting the button to pitch which is b and then holding a different or the same direction on your D-pad while the animation is playing. So for instance, a high fastball, press up, hit B, then hold up. It kind of makes sense. But then there's a lot of very bizarre things you can do. If you want to do a slow screwball, it's press left, B, then hold down right. So you have to hold a diagonal, which is tough. Um, my favorite is lobbed pitch, which I did a few of those against you, Bachelor, to great success, Um, which is wait until a pitcher becomes tired, then hold down during an entire pitch. And it just becomes a sort of like 38 mile per hour, like barely makes it to the base. It's so good. (laughs) Um, But it's not like anything I've seen in other pitching games or in other
4: baseball games. The other ones assign different pitches to buttons. Lobs are cheating in every sport that they exist.
2: <laughs> well, what about softball? Aren't those all technically lobs because they're underhand?
4: <laughs> Fair enough. The entire game is cheating.
2: <laughs> softball, the best sport, because everyone's cheating all the time. Yeah, lobbing was so very successful because it really, really was stupid as hell. It was great.
3: <laughs> we didn't mention something that you kept bringing up, Kaneo, which was the pitch of the pitch.
2: Oh yeah, that's a neat thing that I noticed in a bunch of the baseball games that is just very intuitive. The when okay, so you're watching a baseball game from the top down and for the most part when somebody hits a, a fly ball of some sort, it's going to be way, way above what the camera is able to see. Um, and so they indicate the height of the ball by the pitch of the sound it's making. So when it's high, it's a higher pitch, and low, it's a lower pitch. So you can tell how far it's going to go based on the speed of the ball. So it's like, boof. And it's really neat uh, that a bunch of baseball games all have this same mechanic And so it became like a uniting thing of like, that's how you know how high the the ball is so you can go and catch it properly. I I thought that was cool and I wouldn't have thought of doing that.
3: And that also ties into the idea of baseball game as rhythm game since the timing is literally based on the sound.
2: I actually wanted to say I loved the um, comparison to a rhythm game. Like that's really fascinating. I would not have thought of that. Um, But there is a lot of that kind of you hit a button when it's at a certain point to be successful and that like those mechanics that you talked about i would not have thought about
4: comparing them so that was really cool i'm glad i could say something interesting about this game that is literally just baseball
2: (laughs) (laughs) well that's 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 one of the okay so my feeling about baseball in general this is investigation but it it's related is that it it's such a simple game um, in terms of the rules. But the actual motions that people are doing in the game are so complex, like down to millimeters and, you know, milliseconds of time. Uh That's the important parts of baseball. It's also like this fractal of statistics where you can drill down on statistics as much as you want and never find an ending. I feel like you just have an infinite amount of data, an infinite amount of technique That you can put into this very simple game. So when we're talking about a baseball game, I think the details, the small things are the only important things because everything else is almost exactly the same. (laughs) So there's no point in talking about it. So yeah.
3: Like one comparison is one of the best baseball games I played for this was actually the Tommy Lasorda baseball on Sega Genesis because it was, because it had a very maximalist approach to its interface because it like showed you all of these details. Like it had two different indicators for the sort of field, like at large and where the like players were kind of merged together. But like, because of all of this information, it gave you access to all of this information all at one, one time, which this game has a lot of ambiguity about, which I'm trying to figure out how intentional a design choice it is that you don't see the current position of most of your catchers in the field. Like, is it just an assumption you know where? Is intuiting where they'll be trying to simulate that, like, catchers in real life, you know, can't actually communicate at the speed of light like this game has? Like, I was thinking a lot about that. Uh, But I generally preferred the game that let you see, preferred the ability to see where all of the pitchers are just because, like, I don't know where the little dots are.
4: Yeah, definitely.
3: But at the same time, yeah, this was interesting that, that like, bef- when I played this, I think I want to echo this going way back. But, yeah, it it is odd to me how much I thought this game was a bad baseball game till I played a bunch of baseball games and it was better than, like, 90% of the ones I played. Yeah, it's,
1: it's weird. It's really weird how they just went in this direction where, like... So much of the fielding is removed like from, you know, you're not aware of it, which is something I've never seen before in a baseball game. I was also wondering if, like, in a way, it kind of feels like you're controlling the catcher before you pitch. Like, that's what you're doing. Like, I think you're, like, moving the the catcher's mitt around and determining where the pitch will go. And there's, like, a visual indicator of that. I'm not entirely certain, though. No. I missed. Uh, which game are we talking about? It's still super bases loaded.
2: Okay, the catcher's mitt seems to have some relation to where what you're doing, <laughs> um, but it seems really weird because the guide is like, watch the catcher's mitt to see where the ball's going to go. And I swear to God, half the time the catcher's mitt would go down and the ball would be really high, and I'd miss it. Like, what the fuck? I stopped watching the catcher's
1: mitt. I mean, that seems terrible. If this is like a competitive game, like if you're playing against someone. Like, uh, you know, that's not something you should have in a baseball game. Because, like, I don't know, a lot of my time spent playing baseball games is playing against other people. Mm-hmm. Like, this, most of these games default to just going to exhibition mode. So if you can actually indicate where the ball is going by the catcher's myth, that seems like a bit of an oversight. But again, who knows? We played it online, and we played it online with that version of the new version of X-Band, which is called Fightcade 2. And it has some bugs to work out, okay? It's got some kinks. Like, for example, I didn't enable the ability to use diagonals, which is new (laughs) to me. So I could, every single time I hit a diagonal on my controller, my fielders would stop running. Um, Isn't that just
4: the game?
3: No, No. No. I don't think so. Like, the thing is, it will... I think it registers... Diagonals, but it doesn't register them as diagonals, as opposed to this, where if it registered a diagonal, it just wouldn't register an input at all.
2: That's, you know, that explains. I, I think it's an emulate. I mean, I think it's an official hardware emulation issue because I didn't I, have that problem, but I feel like it was because I'm using. Like, what are you using to control it? I'm using an Xbox 360 controller.
3: I'm, uh, well, in one case, I used an actual Super Nintendo controller in my actual Super Nintendo, and one time I use. I actually never actually used played this one on my computer, so I don't know.
1: I I, I use my DualShock Four, and um, yeah, I, I just I just tested it right now. You can only you can only run diagonally when you're fielding. It's maddening. But when we were playing before, if I held diagonals because I hadn't played the game offline first, you I would just stop. And you were that, using the yeah. g pad yeah, I was using the D-pad. Okay, I'm using the stick like a oh, like a. fucking... Oh, 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 whoa, whoa,
2: yeah. <laughs> whoa. Someone's
1: getting exposed here. Holy shit.
2: Yeah, I only use... Come on, the D-pad on the Xbox 360 controller stinks. It sucks shit.
4: <laughs> yeah, Technically, get... the original Bases Loaded is an arcade game.
2: Oh, I didn't
3: really? know that. Oh. Huh. Why? I kind of wish I'd played the arcade version with an arcade stick.
2: Same. So, thank you, Sakarina, for
4: vindicating me <laughs> uh to go back on something that Tigger said earlier. um yeah, what's really interesting about this, and I guess ties it up with the whole salary man theme of the episode, is that um because baseball has such a defined rule set. It makes it very similar to games like Mahjong and Shogi, where they all both are basically re-implementations of an existing rule set that pretty much everyone has to agree upon to be considered the actual thing they're simulating. And that makes it a real good place for uh, user interface experimentation. Like on, I guess on mobile software, the equivalent would be something like a Twitter client, right? Like everyone knows what the Twitter API is capable of. And then from the Twitter API, you can sort of do whatever dicking around you want to actually get to Uh, Twitter client that you consider to be acceptable and that's fine uh, putting aside the fact that Twitter now has display guidelines that actually restrict how you can do your UI experimentation
3: I was about to say I desperately want baseball to randomly change its rules before the video games are made in the year, and watch the devs uh scramble to add oh roller skates or whatever would be the equivalent to what Twitter does
4: it's not a perfect equivalence, but whatever. <laughs> I,
3: know, I know. I'm just like, I want the, I want a window into this universe where baseball's rules change every year and they tell no one.
4: Sure, um, but but the point I'm trying to get at is like, uh, like we joke a lot on this episode. Like, I think the the, the LOL sports ball equivalent on the show for most people is LOL Mahjong, like most people on this podcast generally don't give a shit about Mahjong, which is perfectly fine. Um, But like that, that's sort of always been the sort of flavor that I've been trying to bring whenever I'm on salaryman corner is like, as someone who does play Mahjong and who does enjoy Mahjong, there are actually like really notable differences between all of these weirdo Mahjong games that actually matter if you're into the thing. And this is sort of the same vibe I'm getting for this episode. Although I, don't think most of us are actually into baseball. <laughs> no,
2: I I think that's a, a, a really interesting comparison because I do tend to dismiss Mahjong games because
3: I don't understand Mahjong and I don't particularly care to. This but... is, this sounds like a dismissive joke, but it's not. It's I really have tried to, but no one else will play it in Final Fantasy Fourteen with me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is, is it... where I'm disappointed because I'm on Japanese data center
2: oh bummer um but i i I kind of was coming at the baseball game in the the the, the idea of baseball games in this the same way but from a different angle is that those details are the only things that matter in that this is like you said a game with rules the rules are well defined but reality is not well defined (laughs) and this like simulationist aspect is the only place to do anything interesting so it's like how much does fielding fall under the control of the person playing versus how much does the computer do it and then how do you get something as deeply deeply granular as pitching how do you put that into something digital like a controller that makes no sense so everybody has a different idea of how to do that and it's fascinating the 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 kind of conclusion that we're coming to and this is maybe Uh, The reason that I don't gel with sports games in general is that sports are hard, and making a game where representing that sport accurately is also hard, and it has a much higher learning curve than other games. I have, you know, even though Spelunky has a high learning curve, I've played Mario, I know how to jump and and run and shit. Um, I think the same can be said for Mahjong that it has a high learning curve and therefore is much harder to get into than other games. And even the control schemes can reflect this. So yeah, it's just, it's a different world of games. It's a different, it's in that simulation area where like, I like Star Fox, but I hate Microsoft flight simulator. Kind of the same thing. I feel like, um, anyway, that's what I'm rambling a bit, but what else do we have to say about gun?
0: (laughs) It, It didn't really do much to change my mind on like, just my dislike of old baseball games in the sense that either everything is a foul or everything immediately gets caught by the outfield and then once in a blue moon you might be able to uh run a couple of bases
2: i will say that this they they really shorten the game by doing that and baseball games in real life are very fucking
1: long <laughs> it's a game about failure you fail a lot it was interesting playing this, just going through, you know, going back and forth through all the different libraries and seeing, like, how this game's kind of, like, in a midpoint between the 8-bit, more arcade accessible stuff. And then as the, you know, decade wore on, games got increasingly sim-like and worse, I would say, until you probably hit, like, um, when Power Pro finally came out, which never came out in English until, like... The Wii. yeah. Yeah, it's like a 2006, 2008. Actually, it's 2008-ish, 2009 when we finally got an English version. Yeah, cuz like with Power Pro, you have a game that like actually feels good and also has a bunch of sim elements and you can immediately tell how you interact with this game. Like we 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 couldn't figure out how to move around the plate, which is the Key mm-hmm. element of a lot of baseball games, like yeah bit baseball games, you couldn't really control your swing so much you kind of had to put yourself in position on the plate kinda in advance by moving the d pad and this we couldn't figure out how to do that. You have to hold down one of the shoulder buttons and then you can move around the deep uh the the plate or the mound, and that's weird. That's like one of the it's a very super Nintendo thing where like we have all these buttons. we need to use all of them, regardless of whether or not it's actually elegant or like enjoyable it's like they're, they're they're figuring things out with this one and it's very early and then like you know going through the other baseball games this seemed like they were getting more and more complicated more and more fucking around with mode seven more like weird um angles and all this stuff that sucked and then you finally hit power pro and power pro is uh much better also i forgot to play famista or whatever you call it the namco one anyway none of those games are the games we played i didn't know about power pro this looks cute as hell oh i love it i love power when i
3: was trying to figure out what it was called because i specifically wanted to try one of these
1: i am i'm a secret baseball fan i love baseball every few years i get like obsessively into baseball i don't really watch it but i'll just read a lot about it and sometimes just buy a baseball video game and just run through a season just try and hit as many home runs as i can and uh it's my thing, but also I can't remember any of the things I learned unless it involves <laughs> like really gross stuff. And I think that's a wonderful transition point
2: <laughs> to our final category, what? which isn't our final category. But what? Go ahead. What do you got?
3: <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say, don't we ha- don't don't we have a salary?
2: Oh fuck me!
4: For fuck's sake! And don't I forget sent... the salaryman game. Are I'm here
3: but <laughs> like we actually I, played we actually had people who played it this time too besides
2: sent the game out i played it at some point i deleted it from my script yes i have a script uh, <laughs> fuck all right we got uh, it next up is <laughs> like, our our uh, investor oh no what's that it's a wild salaryman game
3: more wild than usual wild wild, wild. Oh, bloody.
0: <laughs> okay. oh, i'm so fucking ready
2: yeah you're ready all right you're here for this all right so our salary man game this week we're doing a reversal normally we'd play a salary man game in salary man corner but this week we're playing a video game in salary man corner um <laughs> <laughs> we're playing cosmo gang the puzzle if you've never heard of it uh that's because it was released in north america as pack attack with completely different graphics and totally unchanged gameplay. Um, it's a puzzle game where you drop blocks, three at a time, in little corners. Sometimes they're bricks, sometimes they're monsters, sometimes they're an arrow facing left or right that will eat all the monsters. And Tetris-like, if you get a bunch of bricks in a line, then they get cleared and you get points for it. That's Gang the puzzle. I, what do we have to say about this game?
3: I have to say that the thing is, it's two things. First of all, aesthetically this game looks a lot better than Pac-Attack, but conceptually it makes less sense than Pac-Attack. Because in Pac-Attack, Pac-Man eating ghosts is yeah, that's what Pac-Man does. In this game, you don't really you, you got the little creatures, but it's but the thing that like eats the creatures is just a little ball with an arrow in it. But
1: maybe you're saying that because you're not intimately familiar with the Cosmo of the Gang universe. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, I looked this up, and it looked like like the thing that shot the little creatures was like some kind of space cop with a gun, and yeah, and, which yeah. doesn't look like a ball with an arrow to me. But I am—I confess—I am—I am a layperson into the Cosmo Gang lore.
1: I'm, go- Sakarina, Do you know anything about Cosmo the Gang?
4: It's just Cosmo Gang, uh, but oh, I mean, I can take you to, through a brief history of the franchise. Please, yeah. please,
3: Why not? please, do it! I want to hear it.
4: Okay, so Cosmo Gangs began a long time ago as a ticket redemption game that was made by Namco and distributed by Data East in arcades. Uh, I saw a bunch of magazine ads in a Google image search, and they looked like Apple ads from the '90s, which was really strange. Uh, then they released Cosmo Gang the Video, which is a Galaxian clone. It actually was codenamed Cosmo Galaxian, uh, before they changed the name to Goz- Cosmo Gang the Video. It came out on the Super Nintendo, I think a year or the same year as, uh, Cosmo Gang the Puzzle. And basically it's Galaxian. It's not particularly interesting. And then Cosmo Gang the Puzzle is this wacky puzzle game that we localized as Pack Attack because Americans can't remember this Ticket Redemption game that was probably only in three arcades in the entire United States. The end. That was it. Like, there was nothing else after that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, oh, okay, so one thing I'll say about this game, better than Pack Attack, uh, the animation speed yeah. for, is, is way fucking faster. Um, The aesthetics
3: cause... are, despite the fact that the aesthetics make less sense, they are also way better, way clearer, and uh, the the space theming is a lot more fun than I don't know like what why is Pac-Man in a graffiti colored a- alley? Is that just is that just the '90s? Not that I have any th- uh, problem with like graffiti like as a you know as an art form or anything. Yeah, that's right. I'm making some statements, um, but it is an odd choice for Pac-Man aesthetically.
2: <laughs> I, I I feel like I don't even know what's going on in Pack Attack, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it, this is Pack Attack, but with a totally different aesthetic, and it's definitely, definitely better. I just remember in Pack Attack, the Pac-Man eating the ghost animation was really, really slow, and it oh, just yeah, killed geez. the momentum of the game entirely. And in That's, this, it's almost it's, instantaneous.
3: Yeah, it's, it's just so snappy.
2: Mm-hmm. It made the game feel much better to play. I didn't like it much more, but I don't like puzzle games very much, just just. I, I
3: honestly can't tell whether like I bounced off this because I didn't give it enough time or not. I feel like there's definitely some interesting strategy in that the optimal way of stacking the blocks versus the optimal way of stacking the monsters are completely different from each other.
4: Yeah, I was talking about this with Kenya a little bit before we were going to record the podcast, and I described it as a puzzle game that you'd come up with in your dreams. Like, There are a bunch of mechanics in there that kind of make sense, and they're all interesting, but you're not quite sure if the game is actually good.
3: Yeah, like, one of the big things about it I noticed was that your goal is to try to fill a meter to make a star piece come down, and you can use the star piece to just clear the screen of the little monsters. And because it is possible to get blocks into a configuration where it is literally impossible for you to like clear a line if you there are creatures on it and you you made everything right like it feels like the star thing was something they came up at with at the end when they realized oh shit if we don't have a clear all monsters effect it will be literally impossible to succeed sometimes
4: I don't think the star actually clears all the monsters. I think when I got mine in the game, it only cleared the rows below where I dropped it, which uh, screwed me over significantly in the game I was okay, playing. So,
3: okay, so, uh, well, I was giving this game too much credit then, is what it turns out. Because <laughs> I just dropped it at the monster on the top row, so of course it cleared everything under it. Okay, and I only got it to happen once!
4: I was talking to Marina, a friend of the show Marina before uh, the show about this game because I was like, this game is really something that I think you'd enjoy. And I didn't know about Pack Attack until literally an hour before the show. <laughs> so, uh, she was like, yeah, that's just pac Attack. And yeah, I looked it up and yeah, they localized that it as Pack Attack and I felt really stupid.
2: I mean, why would you know about Pack Attack? There's all sorts of like weird garbage Pac-Man games that aren't Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: the reason I know about Pac-Attack is because I got like one of the four issues of Nintendo Power Advance, which was a combination of strategy guide and advertisement for Game Boy Advance that Nintendo would give out periodically. And one of them had a review of Pac-Man with a listing of Pack Attack, and what well, was the first time I'd ever heard of it. And so su- and because I was a very impressionable young child of ele- of the precocious age of eleven. It just uh, it wouldn't leave my head, and that's also why I remember Pinobee.
2: Oh, Does oh! It... I had Pinobee on the yeah. Game Boy Advance. That is a game. But we are <laughs> we're running not, out of. Time I'm, I'm this... not
3: having a, a, a tangent there. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just say I remember, I remember that. that. All three of you who remember Pino B just went, "Holy shit!"
2: there was a sequel alright um, that's that, okay any, any last,
3: yes. Oh God.
2: any last thoughts about no we're going, We're doing butt ugly martians first any last thoughts about uh, Cosmo the gang the puzzle Cosmo gang the puzzle sorry
1: I, I've been calling it Cosmo the gang for about 20 years now I am never going to stop <laughs> um yeah the the, the 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 Galaga knockoff it ain't bad it's cute I'd play that this not so much. I would play Space Bomber first. I would play. Okay, Gun Barrage is not actually um, a Galaga knockoff, but it's also by Psycheo. Um, what's another? Never mind. I'm not gonna knock... Oh, so... oh wait, wait. Wait. Space Invaders 96. Is that the one? That one's there's there's another Space Invaders from the 90s that is maybe better than Space um... Invaders
3: 98. Maybe.
1: I think that's a good one. Yeah, I think it's better than Galaga 88. I
3: really, really like. Space Invaders, yeah, I don't remember what, I think it's 98, I really like that
1: game I'm going to start a podcast where we, we review every single Space Invaders clone,
2: starting with mutant bats from outer space which I thought Gallagher ripped off when I was a kid
3: <laughs> dark dark memories being unearthed can mm-hmm. mutant bats from outer space
2: yeah alright <laughs> um, alright, we're going to move on unless there's anything else here
0: um, yeah, there's no Space Invaders 98. Hi, it's me, the Space Invaders expert. There was Space Invaders 91 on the Mega Drive and uh, Space Invaders 95 Attack of the Lunar Lundies, which uh, was only released in arcades. That's it. I've been schooled.
2: Space schooled.
0: Alright. <laughs> Hire me to talk about Space Invaders, but don't bring me on to talk about baseball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm glad you're here um <laughs> all right uh remember the game we we're playing it was it was baseball, it was baseball. yeah baseball. not spaceball not spaceball baseball um <laughs> so we're gonna move on to our next category uh, was which
5: space, yeah. uh,
2: i played a robot baseball game it sucked um <laughs> next up is investigation <laughs> Investigation is where we talk about things that are peripheral to the game. Maybe it's in the manual. Maybe it's on game FAQs. Maybe we just talk about baseball for 30 minutes. That's probably what's gonna happen. <laughs> to prepare for this podcast, I watched two baseball games with some, some folks uh, from the Discord and who are on this cast. I watched the Red Sox versus the Yankees. Was that is that right, Bachelor? Is that what we watched?
1: Red Sox were in it. Yeah, Which one. It was it was the Red Sox versus the Yankees. Yeah, I, I, I had so the, the Yankees by default.
3: the ball. One today was the Red Sox versus the Blue Jays. The Blue
1: Jays, yeah.
2: And I think did the Red Sox lose both of those games? I, that wasn't on I purpose.
3: Yeah. Why do you hate the Red Sox?
2: I, I don't. I pick these at random. I swear Why to God. <laughs> Maybe I liked them. I didn't know how the games were going to turn out. Um the the one that we watched uh the, the Red Sox versus the Yankees was um very recent. So we're talking empty stadiums. We're talking weird ghostly crowd noises from a crowd that wasn't there very bored-looking baseball players, very anxious-looking fielders. Um, then we The other game we watched was uh, apparently a pretty famous game from 1989 where the Toronto Blue Jays beat the Red Sox. Uh, they were 10 points down and then managed to win 13-12, to 12, I think was the final score. So I watched baseball. I didn't read anything. I know there was a guy who did a, a, a no-hitter on acid, Doc... Lewis, Doc Lewis, somebody like that. So you know, that's what I did. What do people have to say about baseball and shit? Doc Ellis, <laughs> Doc God. Ellis, thank you.
3: I watched po- very small portions of two videos about the Mariners and read YouTube comments about those videos.
4: Oh no! You no,
3: know, they were actually they were bizarre, but they're the kind of bizarre ephemera that I I live for, like peak video era nonsense you know like we we think there's money to be made with vhs's or we think we can make money by advertising with vhs's and so we're going to assemble a vhs tape no matter how much or little it makes sense and those videos are mariners my oh my from 1995 and Seattle Mariners, you gotta love these guys from 1996. (laughs) I specifically looked them up because this was the era from about when the Ken Griffey Jr. games, which were the baseball games I have the most familiarity with, were from. And also because it was relevant to the cast, because this is during Smack... This is part of the era, although Nintendo did own them for quite some time, but like, this is sort of peak when I think about Nintendo owning the Mariners, because Nintendo had the majority ownership of Mariners for quite some time, which is why specifically they had Ken Griffey Jr. games.
0: Oh,
3: Basically, what I learned about the Mariners for this period of time was that while they never actually, like, did surpassingly well in in the league, like, they usually got about, you know, half to three quarters of the way through, the individual players were very, very good, including a pre-juice axle rod. That means something to someone listening to this, even if it doesn't mean anything to any of us.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's the guitar player, right? Yeah. yeah. Axel rod. The,
3: he's not <laughs> even a guitar player. Fuck.
2: It's
4: A-Rod.
1: A-rod.
3: A Rod, yeah, see? <laughs> I thought it was Axelrod. Uh. No, it's,
1: Al, it's Alex Rodriguez, right? right? I thought it
3: was both A-Rod oh. and Axelrod. Is Axelrod a different person?
2: I think you're just thinking about Axel Rose.
3: <laughs> you sure? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> Boy, we sure know a lot about baseball yeah, here.
1: I, I've lived in New York almost my entire life. I've, I've never heard anyone call him Axelrod, oh. but I'm going to do it from now on. I'm going to normalize it. <laughs> Arod may refer to Arad, a
2: biblical figure. Arad Middle Earth, a horse. <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth writings.
3: Apparently, David M. Axelrod was the chief strategist for Barack Obama's political campaigns. So, that's what you um, were
2: thinking of. That's what
3: I was thinking of. <laughs> and I'm sure he was fine at baseball in his day too. Oh, and guitar. And guitar. <laughs> for fuck's sake. God, I am. Uh, my face is fucking red which <laughs> i'm dying this is
2: great i didn't question this i was like sure axelrod sounds like a fucking baseball Maybe, player to you ever... me hey,
3: you've seen baseball player names right
2: <laughs> yeah they, they got all these wacky baseball player names you know like uh, who's on first okay we're not doing this we're not doing who's we're not on first. <laughs> doing
3: that we have agreed we are not fucking doing that
2: <laughs> um
3: a rod a rod okay i got it but this, they weren't even calling him A-Rod. Like, that's how early on in his career this was.
2: An Arod, we trust, baby.
3: And it was also fun watching bits of the video because, like, I was like, they have this momentum where they're building up and talking about all the victories of the Mariners. And then, of course, since the Mariners always get their ass kicked, like literally once but at least once by the yankees again i just skipped through these videos a lot like it's like they did better and better and they came back and they showed everyone until inevitably they lost but it didn't matter because Seattle, sports <laughs> team that did kind of okay and seattle loses its shit whenever that happens
2: that is very very true <laughs>
3: All of my, everyone in the city pretends they don't care about sports any other time because Seattle sports fans are like that.
2: My favorite sports moment in all of sports is when the Seattle Seahawks walked into the Super Bowl and their theme song was Bittersweet Symphony and they proceeded to lose that <laughs> game. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. A, that's a <laughs> <one> second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how how appropriate that they're uh that they failed as badly as the verb pipe did <laughs> whoever made that fucking song yo, know, that's how successful they were i can't remember their name
2: they're probably from seattle i could not believe that like that like i hate watch the seahawks um, and that was the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl, if I am remembering correctly. And I fuck, I don't even hate watch the Patriots. That's how much I don't want to watch them play. And so it was so like as soon as they walked out, I am like, they're gonna fucking lose. They're gonna lose. They have to lose, right? <laughs> like this is ridiculous. And then at the very end of the game, made the most re- like controversial play they've ever made, where it was just so stupid. It was so funny. It's I laughed for. I swear to God, an hour when they lost that game. It was so stupid. Anyway, anyway, that's uh, the only correct. sport I like.
0: Um, it was actually La Verve who made Bittersweet Symphony. La Verve Pipe was a different, but also a shitty band that nobody <laughs> remembers.
2: Owned. Um, well, oh but yeah, I i don't know. I, I've i been to two baseball games in my life. I like going to baseball games. Maybe three. I think three. Um they're wonderful. It's a day in the park. Just sit around. Have a hot dog. Who cares who wins? They're going to play six more of these. Fucking, I don't care. It's great. It's the least intense sport. It's less intense than golf. Because even golf has, like... It's
3: way better. Yeah, it's way better than golf.
2: Well, it's even less intense than golf. Because golf has, like, these moments of, like, oh, you know, he's the, 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 this person is, like... 25 feet away and they're putting and it gets really close to the hole and the whole crowd gasps and baseball barely has that and I love that about it
3: <laughs> <laughs> baseball been... is weird yeah it's a great game it has no momentum but like like I've never seen the sport with so much build up that isn't even like build up you know what I mean It's lovely like I don't get like, and some of them might just be saying, "Well, she doesn't care about sports." Yeah, but if a golf game is on and I'm seeing that moment in a golf game, I get stressed out in a way I don't with baseball. I hate watching golf; terrible. Yeah, I don't know why my dad took up watching sports like really, like in recent years when he never cared about anything but like one brief bout of baseball in the '90s. Which, come to think of it, was when we lived in the Pacific Northwest during one of the periods of the Mariners inexplicably doing well, and my dad then got into football right when the Seahawks were doing well, and I'm seeing a pattern.
1: Can't believe you got a fair weather dad.
3: No, now he's just in football, but I don't think he really cares about any particular team. Well, it, it's
1: it's noise, you know. It, it's it's a story you can follow without paying too much attention a lot of the time. Yeah, and, and, and the it, best. It ties you to to people. It ties you to a community. It just gives you, you know, in a way I I think like fiction doesn't.
2: Yeah. And and the best thing about because, you know, sports is a story generator. That's not a new observation. Um, But the best thing about the stories it generates is that if you miss the story, you have somebody who's going to recap the entire thing to you in less than two minutes. And that's all you need. It's great. And it just adds to this larger narrative of a team and how they're doing and what they're doing and their rivalries. And, you know, it's a story.
1: It's great. And baseball's good because a lot of the players are fat. <laughs> you can be rather unathletic looking in the this, this stereotypical sense and still excel at baseball. You can be very weird. I do think baseball players are maybe the weirdest athletes that weren't like mixed martial artists until recently. Maybe mixed martial artists are still weird. I don't know. I kind of stopped following it because it seemed kind of boring. But baseball players tend to be very weird. And uh, I don't know. It's nice to just have something on where nothing is happening. You just have like you know this these long quiet stretches, accompanied you know just building up to something that maybe you'll have an explosion, maybe you won't. But for the most part, it's just people failing again and again and again and again. I think is the thing I like about baseball, just that it's a game all about, you know, you're going to fuck up a lot.
4: Oh, I have a question related to that for the people who actually know the rules of baseball, or at least know more than me. Um, does baseball have a mercy rule? No. Huh. Huh. Okay, good talk.
5: <laughs> okay, okay you have, so you let's to
4: finish that story, Sakarina. <laughs> so both games I played throughout the game... Uh I lost by more than nine points at the second inning. The game just determines that you're never gonna catch up to the CPU, and it's just like, nope, game over. And and there's a special result screen for that. There's one in Japanese and there's one in English, but they're basically the same. And I never actually got past the second inning, so that sucked. That's why I watched CPU play actually.
2: I, I think that's, it, like, the, this is something we didn't mention about the game itself, is that when the game is over, it gives you a little, like, special ver- word for what happened. So when we, when Bachelor and I played, cause what, what was the end score of that? Like, eight to six or something? Um, and it was like, blowout. <laughs>
5: like, that's
1: it not was a fucking, fucking blowout. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I lost by two runs, and it was like, it said blowout for you, and it said nightmare for me and my guy. Both of our guys, We, we our, our, both of our players are like mustachioed blonde men. And I'm like down the ground crying and like, you know, nightmare. Fuck you! I lost my, th- I came, okay, I guess I kind of blew it. I think I had, I, no wait, no I didn't. I, I, I came ahead after a while, and then it all fell apart you had a four nothing lead. And then I ended up getting
2: a lot of points over like three innings was what it was, but it wasn't that big of a, like, that's not like both of the games we watched, uh, where had higher scores than our video game baseball, which was fucking weird. (laughs) Cause I'm used to baseball scores being like three,
4: two or some, something really boring. (laughs) Like, And if you watch the CPU play, that's basically what happens. But if, you put me in charge it becomes 1 to 11 and it's like what the fuck is going on here <laughs>
2: Yeah I could not do, in all of these baseball games I could not do anything against the CPU I couldn't hit their fucking balls and I couldn't pitch past them for shit and it's it's not any fun it's so boring and it's great to play with people because then you get the joy of fucking just murdering somebody just I I I managed this is the only game I managed to hit the the batter with the ball, which was a lot of fun
1: because it made you upset. <laughs> yeah, the uh, people were wondering. So, so were you laughing earlier today, or were you like really upset? And I, I, I couldn't give an answer because I, <laughs> I, I, I was, I think I was howling a lot. I think I, was, I was having a lot of fun. I, I got really into it. I really had a good time playing baseball. I think I really recommend if you are listening to this and you've never played a baseball game before, I think you, if you go pop in. Just about any old-timey baseball game. Though my favorite is Baseball Stars Professional for Neo Geo. I think that game's really pretty, and it's got a good feel. Like hitting the ball, it's got great sound effects, got great samples, got good characters. You can play as a girl. It has um, there are teams. There's the Lovely Ladies. There's the Creative Brains. There's a team called the Japan Robins. For some reason, I think their mascot is a bunny.
3: <laughs> That's incredible. Um. This is the kind of shit that SNK it's, was best oh, at.
1: There's an SNK team with uh, an Akari Warriors um, logo. Their mascot is Athena. Wonderful. We should play this. I had so much fun playing baseball with you. It was so yeah, good. It. Oh, it's great. It's, 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 oh, there's an Astro Boy team. Oh my god.
0: I'm oh, there, dude. Sorry, I, I really love Astro Boy.
1: It's, yeah, I can't remember. Oh, god, where's, I don't have it right now. I took Oh Cosmic Astro Boys and their their mascot is um a dragon though their 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 logo is like a, a really swell astro boy punching <laughs> but yeah baseball stars is good um baseball simulator 1000 is good because you can go into you can play in outer space I think what yeah um bad news baseball on the NES is very cute it has some like bad news. Baseball is cute because like everyone's really chibi and like all the, the sprites are really like chubby. You can tell a baseball games good based on how fat the players are. I think and um think the ref. Good. I mean, I'm sorry, not the ref. What am I talking about? The umpire in bad news baseball is a cute pink bunny.
2: Oh and, my god.
1: Uh, I don't know. I could go on. Oh, and I played up, I loaded up a Famista game while we were playing this and it, let, it has all the actual, um, Japanese baseball teams, including the Lions. I don't know if they're still around. They're like a, they're, they're, you know, their, their, uh, mascot is, uh, the copyright infringing Kim, Kimba the Lion, you know,
5: <laughs> that, that
1: guy, uh, Osama Suzuka ripped off and you, I, I chose, I chose them and I played against Namco, who I think maybe all the players in Namco. Um, characters i couldn't read japanese and we played under the sea we played in an aquarium that baseball sounds wonderful
2: rocks. that sounds great
1: okay so i think okay i think there are two major
2: threads that i really want to pick up here i know tigers you have a lot to see say about minor league baseball teams yes <laughs> That's my I'm one sorry, thread, so, so I want to know what I you have sure discovered. I, could,
3: I didn't want to like verbally in, interrupt anyone, but I also wanted to like set up other people to see some of my findings.
2: Yeah, you, you've been posting pictures of some of these incredible fucking teams. <laughs> they have great names. The Eerie Sea Wolves are definitely my favorite, because what is a sea wolf? Please, someone tell me. <laughs> Please, someone who's I good think with it, the sea I think it was a faction
3: from Battletech. And Seriously? I'm not a, No, I think they were this those are the Sea Foxes, but you didn't know it wasn't, did you?
2: There's no such thing as a sea wolf.
3: Um <laughs> uh, I mean it's arguably sharks. But yes, the thing I found out <laughs> about about um minor league baseball teams, which has proven like one of the single things about baseball I have become most fascinated by besides the 95-96 Seattle Mariners. Uh, is just the just that you can basically have anything as a team there because you have 800 teams because you need to like basically have a developmental league. I guess that's probably a wrestling term, but it, it applies here too, I would guess, of players to pick for professional baseball. But you need to know that they're going to be able to play to a certain uh, level of performance so the masses can enjoy their blood sport.
2: It's known as a farm team in a baseball. A farm
3: team, okay.
2: Yeah, which I always thought meant they played in the boonies because there were farms all around. Not true! Not at all true. It's definitely uh, a matter of farming players like you would farm gold in World of Warcraft. Treating
3: humans as treating humans as a commodity is good. Mm-hmm. Sports. But because they have so fucking many of these, uh, sometimes uh, you... You know, like, somebody's already got an Oriole, right? Somebody's already got a Blue Jay. So you have to start getting creative with your team names. So sometimes you get the Clinton Lumber Kings, which are a terrifying (laughs) man with a beard who looks like a villain from not a Disney movie, but a movie that sold to children as if it was a Disney movie.
2: It, he does look like that. He looks like an off-brand Disney villain who's about to fucking knock somebody's block off.
0: <laughs> yeah, he also looks like um, like some YouTube avatar that's like, "Hey, everyone, get a little this cringe." Am I right?
2: Oh God, he does. Hey, yeah, I'm I'm the Clinton Lumber King, and I'm gonna bat this meme right into your face. You like, comment ha- and subscribe.
3: You also have ones that sound like something Strong Bad would say, like the big, like the uh. Binghampton Rumble Ponies. <laughs> Binghampton Rumble Ponies. And the one you just sent is the Batavia Muck Dogs. The Batavia Muck Dogs. Yes, yes. Although, um, when I was looking through these, my two favorites were the, were in my favorite category of mascot, which is we hired our furry, br- we hired someone's furry brother to draw a incredibly buff animal school of, uh, mascot design. Which is good which leads to the which leads to the tricities valley cats where which have an incredibly tough uh tough looking uh i think it's a cougar um you can get it in uh gay rainbow too, which is you know that's yes. to me uh i can, you can have a prideful muscular cat logo uh on a hat, which i would have. If I had a head small enough to fit in a hat. You also have the sea wolves, which sort of range from... Which which I found interesting, because they had, like, three logos, and they had one kind of rough wolf logo, which they changed to uh, my favorite of them, which is a wolf sitting in a crow's nest with very visible lips. <laughs> it just is hard to not look at the lips of this wolf. Uh, it, I... I just kept staring at, at the wolf, who looks very pleased with himself sitting in this crow's nest. And now they just have a generic furry rant-sona pirate wolf as, as their current logo.
2: Yeah, I want to say, like, these are very, like, funny animal-ish. Like, f- the, the, yeah, they're very furry-looking. It's so fantastic. It's wonderful. It's wonderful stuff.
3: And don't forget the Norwich Sea Unicorns, which are actually narwhals, which they could have called <laughs> the Narwhals and it would have been great, but they called the <laughs> Norwich Sea Unicorns, presumably to get those wacky, wacky buzzfeed uh listicle points.
5: Cannot believe. <laughs> I cannot believe they didn't go with the Norwich narwhals. <laughs> Fuck.
3: Oh my god. Well thank and you. F- yeah. I just found out there's also one called the Yankee Staten Island and I hate it.
1: Okay, but but what team is the Woodies? There's a team called the Woodies, right? There
3: is a team called the Woodies. Yes.
1: Yes, and you can get a very good, you know, log on someone. Christmas is coming. You know, Big Papa Bachelor over here. He's got needs and one of them is um a Woodies cap and it's got a I want the one with the baseball bat that doesn't exactly look like a baseball bat and it's got Woodies written on it. Should be easy to find.
0: What a what a what a beautiful hat. I'll wear that shit, thank In you there we
1: even. go. There we go. Look at that. It's such a strong piece of wood. <laughs> it's a very natural looking baseball
2: bat
3: one <laughs> my my the most intensely I got my brother who's a furry to do our logo is the paw socks.
2: He has hand warmers.
0: He has hand gloves. warmers that are socks over his paws. Holy Wonderful. shit! That that look on his face looks like a goddamn yeah. mutant. Let me find
1: a team that was like the butters.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the butter
3: sculptors are...
2: Oh my god! <laughs> this is a whole untapped world of ridiculousness, and I love it. This is there's so much you could do with this.
3: Yes, the Syracuse butter sculpt sculptures.
2: The Syracuse butter sculptures?
3: <laughs> yes. Uh, the mascot is an angry stick of butter, which is not actually a butter sculpture. It's just a stick of butter. <laughs> it's very,
1: it, it, and it, look, it looks like an angry stick of butter that's wearing a diaper. How is this real? Okay. Okay.
2: This is less, this is less real. The Syracuse Mets. Had a name change for exactly one game, and they were the Syracuse Butter sure. Sculptures.
3: But the Rocky, Mount, the Rocky Mountain vibes, though—that's a s'more with jeans on, right? Yeah, That's the Rocky Mountain vibes
1: is actually a really good logo and mascot,
3: and everyone's favorite. You just posted that Bachelor. I don't want to take away the joy of saying what you just posted.
1: I actually don't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of us remember the name?
3: (laughs) I
2: don't know that. It looks like it's definitely pancakes with cleats, though. Montgomery Biscuit.
1: Montgomery Biscuit. If you wanted to see see a baseball mascot, like an anthro I don't know how to say it, food as if it was designed by Rare, you've got it right here. You've got your baseball mascots. Googly eyes on a pair of biscuits with cleats and hands.
2: Holy shit. I'm Holy sorry, but I,
3: I here's a couple rapid-fire ones. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. Oh, they're good. Wonderful.
2: That's a good uh, logo. You gotta Google that right now, listener.
3: Yeah, Rocket City Trash Pandas are actually cool. Um, Rudy's favorite, uh, the New Orleans Baby Cakes. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, they're so bad. They're so bad.
3: They don't exist anymore, for one
2: thing. Good. Thank God, we can all sleep safely at night.
3: <laughs> oh
2: my God, it's a baby that's, that's got a crown and a baseball bat coming out of an egg.
3: It's a thing in, in uh, some places, including Louisiana, to have this thing called a king cake, where you bake a little plastic baby into a cake, and, who, and the cake. And I think the baby might have a crown on it. It's called a king cake, you, and whoever gets the slice, of the baby in it is like considered lucky. Okay, sure. Uh, you know
2: what? I'll accept it.
3: Oh, my God. Is that a picture of a New Orleans king cake burger, which uses purple gr- and green fr- powder?
1: Yeah, it, it looks like the, the, this New Orleans, I guess, baby cake burger. It looks like, you know, they left the bun like two weeks after its expiration date. That 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 is not something I would eat.
0: It's all purple and green. Holy shit. That looks like the nasty patty from that episode of Spongebob.
5: Oh my god, the sod poodles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one joke. Sh- Whoa. Shout out
0: to my fellow millennials out there. <laughs> Remember those SpongeBob memes.
3: The Amarillo sod poodles. The sod poodles. I hope our <laughs> listeners like us just laughing over minor league baseball team names. <laughs> oh poodles.
0: um investigation uh the late great macho man Randy Savage was a minor league baseball player prior to becoming a wrestler. Oh. There
2: we go. And he played for the Sod Poodles.
0: <laughs> I, it, I,
5: I
3: can't I, get over. I mean, I don't know. am
2: Okay, okay. I'm bringing myself back down to normal here. Oh, I hope God. I
3: haven't ruined like actual baseball facts by just listing a billion minor league. <laughs> no,
2: this is this is what I needed in my life. I don't care about the listeners at this point. Google all these names as we say them, okay? That's 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 what you yeah, need. Yeah, you hear go. that,
0: listeners? You can fucking eat shit and like it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yes. You skip we don't, the we right.
0: don't do this show for you. All right. No. You don't fucking matter. We do this for us and our own enjoyment.
2: Would you have this it any is, other way?
0: What What you're listening to is a circle jerk in audio form.
2: Exactly. Thank you, Ramona.
0: <laughs> um, fucking, fucking, you need to be on here to tell it like it is. <laughs> um, okay, so. There, there, that- there,
1: there, there's plenty room on this bench for us, woodies. Um, Hell yeah! That didn't really make any sense. I'm saying I'm trying to recruit people for the, for our squadron. What's your what favorite eight? baseball squadron? Uh, first Squadron.
0: <laughs> Rogue Squadron. Uh, the UN Squadron. Also on Super NES. <laughs> you,
1: you gotta have a real favorite team. Come on, Sakurina. What, what was Yokohama? Who again? Bay Stars. Bay Stars. I'm a Occult Swallows fan, and uh, I can understand why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also like the Hanshin Tigers because they had the Curse of the Colonel. They, 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 did they win? They won a game and the fans threw a Colonel
2: Sanders statue into a river, If I, I think. this is, I remember reading yeah. about this a long time ago.
1: Yeah, they, 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 they rioted and they threw a Colonel Sanders statue outside of KFC. They threw it in a river and they never won after that. And there was all this effort to recover the Colonel statue and they eventually found it. But also, I'm I'm a fan of the Nye Mets. Really love the Mets. They're my they're my they're they're my people. They suck. They tend to <laughs> fail in lots of really funny ways. Every single time I've gotten invested in baseball, it's like, oh, the Nets are going all the way this year, and then he totally implode. I think they have one of the si- highest salaries in uh, baseball, and they don't really know how to spend their money or do anything right. The Mets are great. I love them. Shea Stadium was a shitty fucking looking stadium. But it was like you sit there and you're mostly looking at a parking lot. It was ugly as hell. Memories. <laughs> uh,
2: I guess, I mean, as a Denver native, it has to be the Rockies because I don't care about baseball teams.
3: <laughs> so... As I have demonstrated, the only one I have ever paid attention to and know anything about is the Mariners, so I guess them by default.
2: I went to a Mariners game.
0: I'd also be the Rockies because, hey, I'm also a Colorado native. Also, I went to, like, two of their games as a kid. Uh, They were very boring. I had a copy of Scariest Stories to Tell in the Dark Three in my backpack, and I read that the whole time.
2: We went to a, a Rockies game when I was in third or fourth grade, and then something happened that the buses left without the last group of kids, and I, this was the era before kids had cell phones just sitting around, or I guess really commonly cell phones. And so my parents were very worried because I was in the last group. And uh, I, the thing I remember about this, other than the baseball game that we left at the seventh inning, which was very sad for me. So I wanted to see how it ended, um, was that my parents had called the school and the school had called the bus dispatching people. And the bus dispatcher radioed in to make sure that I, I, me, just me, was safe. Everyone else on that bus, apparently their parents didn't care enough. My parents embarrassed me, but they cared. <laughs> so that's the, the Rockies
4: to me. If it makes you feel any better, that game ended in a mercy rule. <laughs>
3: do oh, shit.
4: All right.
2: <laughs> do we have any other investigation things to speak of?
4: Uh, have you seen the staff messages in the credits? I always like when games do that.
2: I have not.
4: Okay. Well, I have them transcribed here so I can share them with you. Please do. So each member of the staff has their own little comment next to it. And some of them differ between the U S version and the Japanese version. Uh, so I'll mention it if it's relevant. So the first staff member is Matsu. He's in the design team, or actually, I don't know these genders. So I'll just say they, um, And their comment is, how long has it taken to get this far? Question mark. Then there's HG in design. Hi, I designed the animation for some of the players. The Japanese version is different. It says, it's my fault that Murata's character is huge. So I guess there's a sprite that's bigger than the others or something. I don't know. (laughs) Then there's EN in design. I hope you enjoyed playing this game. Uh, In Japanese, it's different. It says, has your hard work been rewarded? Uh, tatsuya from the music team whose music we all forgot since you got this far you must be a better ball player than i am then there's take a from the programming team if you like this JALICO game i hope you'll try some of our other games uh, in japanese it's just i hope you enjoyed it no plug for the other JALICO games Ooh. kk in programming it ain't over till it's over but it's just about over in Japanese, there's like this cryptic one, which says, if you wait, Motoki is also a giant. I'm not sure if this is a rel- uh, if this is like a big sprite joke or if it's referring to the, the team, the giants, which is the Tokyo team. Oh. And then there's SM in planning. I love baseball so much that I named my newborn son after my favorite player. <clears throat> and that's all the comments. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: rules. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Now I love this game. <laughs> i never hated this game but i love how personal that is that's very sweet but you have to play a perfect game to actually see those things so oh of course sick. i didn't do that well oh, fuck it i hate this game again this is bad bad game <laughs> oh that's wild that's very very cute you know i like credits games and my favorite baseball game credits games what the hell does that mean i like <laughs> i have no fucking idea what i'm yeah. saying I've lost it completely <laughs> you like at this point. It, you
3: like it when the labor is credited for its work.
2: Absolutely, do love we it. We are in love favor
3: it. of labor getting credit. Uh, yes, in fact, we are also we are in favor of labor getting a lot of things besides credit exactly. too, mm-hmm. like but- <laughs> uh, the their own like the means of production. I think we can safely say we want. I hate
2: labor. Shrug. It's you. Hey, Thank Think. Oh, I labor
6: needs to get off the the. I don't really know where to go with that. <laughs> Hi, it's me. Hi, Um, what's what's going on?
3: I think we were about what's to get at the wrap up.
6: Okay. Um, it's cool. It's good. How was it? How was it?
3: Well, we're not quite Talk done yet. The thing we're getting. Well, I mean, that's actually. Some of the time, did certainly. you talk?
6: Uh, did you talk about the Kingston collard greens? Uh, I think that was supposed to be as the Kingston collard greens, the so-called quote farm team end quote name, parenthetical get it, close parenthetical is an homage to a prominent crop in the region. More than any other item, collard greens are associated with the rich history of agriculture and farming in eastern North Carolina," said Wood duck slash collard greens vice president. Wade Howell quoted on Kinston.com. So we felt it was a great farm team identity for the wood ducks to use to celebrate the men and women that are working in the industry. The team unveiled classic looking uniforms and an old timey logo reminiscent of the Cincinnati Reds, Mr. Redlegs, except where Mr. Redlegs has a collar and and a mustache. This guy has collard greens, a leafy vegetable closely related to cabbage, broccoli and kale and a staple of Southern cooking what that text does not make absolutely clear because there are there there are uh, promo pictures that are posted along with this blog post on news.sports.co.net presumably but which i will uh, try to because this is an audio medium uh, uh is that the the collard greens in question are the collar of the baseballman in the logo it's a collared green collar
5: <laughs> I didn't even get. They're collared.
6: That.
2: They're collared. Collared greens. greens. See, this is what I was saying about baseball being a fractal of statistics. You don't. E- you can get down to farm teams to minor league baseball, and they don't even have the same name all the time. This is the second team we've talked about that just changed their name for fun for one to three games. The Wood Ducks,
6: a single A affiliate of the Texas Rangers, will take on the temporary nickname. June 6th through 8th. 2019.
2: That's it. That's that's Collard Kings. Thank you. (laughs) Here's a comment from Brian. No last name. Wish they adopted something for something more like Collard Kings. Could have possibly even done a tie-in with King's Barbecue, a local restaurant in the Kinston area. As for the logo, I saw the character and thought, wait, Down East is a Cincy affiliate? What about Texas? Something in the vein of the old St. Louis Browns or Cleveland Browns elf changed the brown to green. Sporting a crown of collared leaves could have been cool. Make the character face a sleeves patch and put a K made of leaves. A lot the previous Kinston Indians cap <laughs> could have made for some nice knots and details. It's a fun idea. The whole package just seems lacking in finesse. Here's a comment from aamurn79. Cool. It's a good comments. <laughs> it's a terrible comments. Brian. Cool. Brian, you suck. <laughs> Oh shit. See? It's a fractal. You can only zoom in forever.
4: (laughs) I mean, cool was a better comment than most of the ideas that the other comments had, so.
2: Yes, cool was the good comment. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, the other, Brian sucks. Brian made a long, stupid comment, and Brian should be ashamed of Brian's words and Brian's deeds. (laughs) Um, Fuck. All right. All right. I'm glad you're here, Shrug. (laughs) <laughs> we're we're going to move on to our final category because I think we've investigated, we've learned everything we're going to learn. <laughs> and so we're going to move on to Revelation. Which is where each of us, in nicely organized alphabetical order, High Shrug, get to talk about the game on our little soapbox. We get to say whatever the fuck we want to about baseball, about Super Baseball 2020, whatever the fuck we're playing. And, uh, you know, it's good for it. Good for that. So everybody gets a, a minute or two to talk about some shit they like. I won't actually put you on the Spotlight Shrug. If you don't do want I? to go first, do it. All right, Shrug, you are first. You showed up and now you got to go 100% all the way.
6: Hi, I'm Shrug and I've definitely been here the whole time. So I know what everyone has said and it's extremely appropriate that I would head up the summary of everyone's uh, ideas of the whole conversation that I was extremely privy to. And speaking of privies, uh, here's the contents of my brain. Uh, I have a few notes that I wrote um, when I thought I was going to be here or not just at the last minute and I'm just going to read a few of them now. One of them is just collared greens question mark. <laughs> um, and then there's collared greens with an E in there to explain the pun Do myself I guess. And another another question mark then there's baseball is the grappling of the ball sports and then there's yes a baseball game it's a baseball game thank you
1: alright my thing is uh, game's not good it's not a good baseball game play baseball stars professional play uh, power pros play maybe MLB the show is good I don't know I bet it's really slow I want to play a quick baseball game did you know baseball used to be a very fast paced game I think games were like 90 minutes Something like that. Did you know Ty Cobb really wasn't quite as bad? Like, I don't think he ever actually killed anyone. I was really upset when I found that out. I think he was still a huge racist and awful, but I don't think he actually beat a kid half to death with kids' own cane. I don't think that actually happened. Um, yeah. Baseball. Home run. Crack of the bat. The roar of the crowd. The boys of summer are back. And they're here again.
3: I guess it's... My turn?
1: Play ball!
3: I, I... I mean, like, I feel bad for saying it sure was a baseball game. Because, like, I, I always want to dig deeper into that. But, as is the case with a lot of sports games, it's hard. So what I will say about it is, I think baseball as a game lends itself well to being a video game because of, like, the specific kinds of limited things you can do in it compared to some of the others, right? And generally, like, a clarity of what outfielders you need to be controlling and stuff. And yeah, this is a a fine baseball game. Uh, I would still pick the audio visual clusterfuck nightmare of Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run, as I have said several times before, uh, over this, personally. Um, But you probably aren't a person who wants a a nightmare of of a game, in which case this might be better for you. Uh, It's wild that we talked about a sports game to any degree, which is cool, I guess, but that's more of a review of our own podcast and tooting our own horn than of the game. Uh, baseball as a concept is better than football to me, so on that rating, I give it, um, a home run.
0: Oh, my turn. Okay, cool. Um, it's baseball... It's there. It is a game that exists, um... Like Bachelor said, Baseball Stars is a better game. Also, Tommy Lasorda Baseball on Sega Genesis and Power League on PC Engine. Also, um, Softball Tengoku on the Famicom uh, is great because it's a softball game with aliens, monsters, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mike Tyson, and uh, the various creatures from Japanese folklore. You should play those games instead.
4: Hello, listeners. Do you remember when sports games used to be banished off to the realm of the Salaryman corner? I do. I was on some of those episodes. They were pretty great. But somehow you guys voted for a sports game instead of a real game to be (laughs) on the show this week. And that's kind of weird. There was Micro Machines 2. I was real hyped for that. And you voted for something else. So
3: That's because Micro Machines 2's Genesis version is kind of the definitive one.
4: What?! I will have none of this.
3: It has a, it had controller ports built into the fucking cartridge.
4: Damn, that's that's dope. I can't.
3: <laughs> it is so dope.
4: <laughs> I guess this game is okay then. Um, no, but real talk though, uh, this game looks pretty good. Uh, the music is entirely forgettable. The gameplay is baseball, but it's not executed quite as well as other baseball games. Uh, like Bachelor said, baseball stars is better power pro better i would recommend either of those damn those controller ports are sick um <laughs> i have power pro 98 kateban on the playstation it's pretty sick there's a saturn one somewhere on my shelf too i wholeheartedly recommend power pro if you don't care about baseball but kind of want to get be excited about baseball and you can play as the actual base stars and not the yokohama boo. so um yeah go play power pro nice. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back, Sakarina.
2: It's, it's so good to have you on this episode, and it's the perfect return. I had a blast playing this game online with Bachelor. Uh, I had a good time learning about baseball and watching baseball games. When I was younger, I dismissed sports games as being, you know, garbage for babies. And I was wrong. Sports games are essentially a totally different world of video games. Um, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know there are people whose only video games they play are Madden or NBA Jam. Or not NBA Jam. Whatever actual modern basketball games come out. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> and FIFA. It's the only games they play. I know somebody whose only game they play is fucking Half-Life 2 Deathmatch. There are different little worlds of gaming. And I think Calling
3: yourself out there.
2: Well, I play other games, but I do play a lot of Half-Life 2 deathmatch.
3: Uh, um, um,
2: <laughs> it's I'm a good so- game. Sorry
3: for interrupting. I just
2: <laughs> No, I got called out. Um <laughs> but, you know, there are people whose only game on Steam is fucking Half-Life 2 deathmatch. Come on. That's cool. There th- this is an alternate universe of video games and I am happy that we got a chance to talk about it, to talk about baseball, to talk about how weird it is. Um, to talk about how there's a guy born in nineteen ninety-one named Mike Trout who does play baseball, very much like Mike Truck from Fighting Baseball in the Super Nintendo, which was made in nineteen ninety-three. So that's fun. And as a note, I'm gonna be moving all the Super Nintendo baseball games to the Salaryman Corner (laughs) from now on, because I don't want God. (laughs) Exactly, because we can only have one episode about these games. It's just how it goes. But I think it was really good that we had this episode. Um, the The NHL episode was a highlight for me as well. I'm looking forward to getting an NBA game at some point, and then I'll move all of the basketball games to. And yes, I did play Super Baseball 2020, the one with robots, and guess what? It's a fucking baseball game. It's not any different. There's nothing to talk about, and it sucks. So don't don't at me, all right?
3: It has robot girls though.
2: It has robot it has women in it. That's different.
3: They're robots too. <laughs>
2: They're also robots. It's
3: <laughs> I I mean if if you're you're a big fan of
2: robot girls, Super Baseball 2020 is your game. <laughs> but that is it for this podcast it is my pleasure and my duty to end this podcast uh as we we gently creep into the second hour of it which i am so surprised and happy that we got two hours out of this baseball game i thought we would have nothing to say and we had so much to say i hope everybody enjoyed being here i hope everybody enjoyed listening to this but here's the part where i can tell you what you can do to help us if you like this podcast spread the word tell your acid dealer Tell your left-handed <laughs> pitcher who really, really loves to chew bubblegum uh, or just tweet about us. The only way people find out about this is through word of mouth because I don't advertise this. Rate and review on iTunes, I guess, is good. Every other podcast says it is. So do that. Uh, we have a website. It's at snes.club. Yes, we are the only Super Nintendo Club. It has links to the Twitter feed, which is just at Snexploration, but you know. And that's where you would vote for games. Uh we also have short bios, social media links for everyone who's ever been on the cast, hopefully. Some other fun stuff. Um I it's it's a it's a site. Go to it. If you want to read any if you want me to read something on the podcast, you pervert, email me at SNES at SNES dot club. And if that doesn't work, I'm sorry um you could tell me what you think about the podcast you could give us a review for the one of the games we're playing i announce what games we are playing well in advance so you could tell me whatever the, whatever you want to say you just be mean i don't care um and we've got a patreon page i haven't updated it in fucking forever i think between this podcast and the next one i'm gonna try and get some more whoa. content on there
3: yay whoa i'm excited i'm hype
2: yeah we're gonna we're gonna do something i still don't know what i'm very slow I so, like your
3: I liked the idea you told me.
2: There's there's a there's an idea for a weird sub podcast. It would be Patreon only. So I think
3: people would like it.
2: Well if it happens, we'll announce it on the next podcast. Uh but the podcast is always gonna be free. It costs a little bit to host it. It costs a little bit for you know, whatever. Just it it'd be nice to get like five bucks. And if you uh if enough people pay us, I'll start paying people around the podcast instead of demanding free labor like a son of a bitch. Um, Patreon.com slash Uh And as always, for more inane video game discussion, jump into the select button.net forums, which is the spawning ground for all this bullshit. So, now is the part where I talk about next games. I've got two announcements here because I'm behind. I'm trying to get two episodes ahead. So, this episode was a random choice. That means the next game is an explorer's choice. And I chose randomly, sort of. Hi, one second before you turn down this great opportunity. So, And I got Tulpa. Tulpa's game is Wonder Project J. I hope that's the name of the game because it's not in front of me. I think that's the game.
3: I I am 90% sure it is Wonder Project J. That is the title of the game. Yay! I can't
1: can't wait until we find out what J stands for. So that'll be our next game uh, if you
2: want to... Weigh in on it at SNES, uh, Then please play it and send us an email or DM me, whatever. Um, but I'm also going to tell you what games we're voting on next. So if you go to Twitter right now, the next three games that you'll be able to vote on are Super Shogi, Salary Man Part 2, Pog. <laughs> Pog, 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 Pog. What is a pogger?
3: <laughs> we'll figure that out someday.
2: We Someday we will. Final Knockout, or Boxing Legends of the Ring, or Chavez 2? I don't know why it has so many names.
3: What the fuck? It's a boxing we game. Also, Yeah, but that's like one of the next one. I, I'm not sure if it's that specific one, but I think it might be is also up for voting on the Sega Genesis podcast.
2: For fuck's sake.
3: Jesus Fuck.
2: And I only rerolled this twice to get games I liked, and the last one.
3: It's, is... We definitely have a boxing game on the on the Book of Mega Drive one.
2: I would love if we did two boxing games. That'd be so fun. The final... I don't
3: even know how we do if we both. Okay, I'm gonna work double time. The same boxing episode, game. If both episodes out, and then like if we somehow both get boxing games, we're just gonna do a weird crossover episode. Future Tigress editing note: This sounds absurdly optimistic to me now, but we'll see. And Sakarina, can you do me a favor and read the
2: third game there that I just posted into chat? Battle Dodgeball Tokyo Dai Kekitotsu. Thank you for Ooh, not making dodgeball. me butcher that.
1: I <laughs> so, know which one's winning now. Dodgeball.
2: I don't even know. I don't know. I mean, Final Knockout slash Boxing Legends of the Ring slash Chavez Two. That sounds pretty dope. <laughs> um. So those are our three games. We have got a shoki game, we got a boxing game, we yeah, got a dodgeball but,
1: game.
3: Yeah, 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 But It's but,
1: but, an but, Ultraman. It's dodgeball game. It's not just oh. Ultraman,
3: it is a to, it is a pan-toke, it is a pan-tokusatsu dodgeball Fan game. Festo.
4: Which oh, might fun. which
3: also it also includes SD Gundam as well.
1: It's probably terrible, huh?
3: It's probably terrible, but I love playing these battle games.
1: Battle Pinball was awesome. Battle Pinball
3: rules. Yeah, Battle Pinball is awesome. It's one of my favorite pinball games.
2: That is uh, very interesting that I had forgotten about that. I had somehow put it in the Kunio-kun dodgeball uh, world, so yeah, I think we know what's winning, but that's okay. Vote for what your heart says. Don't listen to us. If you think Shogi's the game, do it. Hey, people voted for baseball, so... For fuck's sake, I know. They're going to vote. vote at yeah, all.
3: but this is a sport and it's weird. So I think that's.
2: <laughs> all right. So the, so go vote on Twitter right now. As you're listening to this, if you are listening within seven days, I'm very generous. Uh, you can still vote on this game. So twitter.com slash snexploration. Hey, everybody. <laughs> if people want to find more of you, where can they find you? Hi, Shrug,
6: your favorite um, person who added. Um, All your favorite points to this, your favorite episode. Yes, it's me. Uh, The one person uh, that was paid for this episode. Ironically, perhaps. I'm Shrug. Shrugopolis on Twitter, uh, nub.zone, for other things. Shrug. I'm not letting up on this.
2: Button. Shrug. (laughs) Shrug is eternal.
1: I'm Bachelor. You can find me at BachelorSoft on Twitter and Instagram and OnlyFans. And what else do I have going? Patreon. My website's bachelorsoft.com. I'm on the forums. There's a good thread right now about Dragon Warrior 3 for Game Boy Color. Not Dragon Quest. It's a distinct thing, different flavor. And that's it. Yeah. See ya.
3: Hi, I'm Tigress. You can find me at Automatic Tiger on on the interwebs well at, well, at twitter uh, you can find me there on the select button forums and you can also find me on the increasingly occasional book of mega drive podcast uh which i've got two episodes recorded as of this as of this episode maybe one will even be out before this one we'll see uh i'm winding down my final fantasy 14 playing so hopefully i'll have more time for, the, for editing yeah, uh if you if you want you should listen to that podcast here because it's on this podcast feed cuz it's basically the same thing but for Sega Genesis games which is which is sort of the same thing as a Super Nintendo but completely different. Much like that ga- much like the podcast. I I'm I'm kind of off base today. Fuck, I didn't intend that pun.
6: The Sega Genesis is the grappling of 16-bit consoles.
3: True. Future Tigress here, uh, abusing my editing privileges to tell you to also check out automatictiger.itch.io. It's got a brand new, only play-tested-once-by-me tabletop RPG called What's So Cool About Super Robots. You should totally check it out.
0: Hi, it's me, Pamana. Um, You can find me on my website at lonelyfrontier.net, which has all of my contact information, uh, you won't find me talking about baseball or boxing, but you might catch me talking about Formula One racing. Um, also, I am the new owner of GameAndLove.org. Go and check that out and read all of the websites that you find there. Thank you. God bless. Do you, Do you have
3: Do you have our website on there?
0: Uh, yeah. I th- I think. Uh, it's listed under my name for some reason. It's fine. We'll just tell people I'm the host. How's it going? <laughs> ladies, ladies, how you doing? Hit me up.
4: I'm Sakarina. You can find me on Twitter at Sakarina. That's S-A-K-U-R-I-N-A. Um, in the two years that I haven't been on the show, I've made two Game Jam games, which you can go play if you have an hour to kill at some point. Uh, you can find them on my website at r-ch.net.
2: Oh, it's me. No.
4: <laughs>
2: all right. I'll end out this podcast. God, I was reading org, a very nice website. Go there. Yes, indeed. Um, all right. I'm, I'm Vascania, Uh, just Kenya, really. Uh, on Twitter at it's Cania. It's Cania. Uh, on the select button.net forums is Vascania because I haven't asked anybody to change my name. Uh, that's it. That's all. So- <laughs> and until next time, it's not Super Dodgeball, the Kunio-kun one.
3: <laughs> it's not, um, sport the Sporting News Super Baseball. It's not NeoTurf Masters. It's <laughs> al- It's also not the Sporting News Power Baseball, which might be the actual title of the game. It's not Frank Thomas Big Hurt Baseball.
6: It's not Boca Idaho City League Baseball. Uh, the summer of 1990, uh, when I had just gotten my hair buzzed, first week of practice, didn't have hats in yet, sunburn on my hair, the true grappling of baseball, the, the grappling sp-
3: of ball sports. It's not Deep Space Nine, the crossroads of time.
4: It's not Dolaki no Kusayaku.
2: It's not Virtual League Baseball on the Virtual Boy, one of the worst Virtual Boy games, which is
3: actually a pretty high bar to clear. It's not Ninja Baseball Batman.
6: It's not Shogi something or other. Who even cares? It's not Shogi. The grappling of
1: tile-based chess variants. It's not Abner Doubleday's dirty double
3: play. It's not Tommy Lasorda's Major League Baseball.
2: It's not every other baseball game ever made.
6: (laughs) It's not the Warriors for PS2, the grappling of PS2 (laughs) versions of Walter Hill movies that are versions of the the anabasis Xenophon's travelogue slash history of his uh, escape from Persia with his uh, uh, Greek uh, 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 mercenary company.
2: Did I get grappling in there? I hope so. You did at the start. I'm grappling with some very new ideas about what The Warriors is about. (laughs) And as always, it's not Chuck Rock. It's never Chuck Rock. The grappling
6: of, of Caveman Games... Mm -hmm.
3: Honestly, I think BC Racers is probably the grappling of Caveman game. Fucking... What?
6: I'm glad I missed most of this cast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, as always, to Schnebobula for his incredible track, Playing Super Mario World While Taking Mushrooms. Also, thanks to our regular guest, Bachelor, for the incredible art that we have now. Go check out, uh, Bachelor Soft on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening. Bye bye.